G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast. The last time I had these guys on, it would have been just before lockdown. It would have been like a week before. They were supposed to come into the studio when we had a studio and it didn't eventuate because COVID came and fuck us all over. It's uh, Millie and Lockie from Ivy. How you going, guys? Hey, we're good, thanks. How are you, man? Yeah, pretty good. It's um, As I said, it's been a while since um, I've had you guys on. A lot's gone on. I've seen you play. It's great. Um, but one of the uh, one of my favorite things from the last podcast we did was um, we talked about the Gold Coast a lot when um, I wasn't living here anymore. Now I'm back. It's great. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but we've got you on to talk about the bright, famous Dead EP. Pretty sure I heard a lot of these songs at Big Sound, which we'll get to later. But um, if this new EP was a Gold Coast venue, can be music, food, whatever, which would it be? Well, the name actually comes from a suburb. Yeah, it does. So it comes from like the word Rabina. Um, The reason why we called it Bright Famous Dead was because like the meaning of Bright, uh, the meaning of Rabina is like a little translation to like Bright Famous. Um, so we'll have to pick someone Rabina that we don't like. Yeah. Because it's bright and famous and it's dead. El Camino. Yeah. El Camino. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Like, I don't hate it. That's a lie. But like I was actually saying today, it's literally like Taco Bell, but you can drink alcohol there. there I mean, go. you can drink alcohol at Taco Bell as well. Don't they sell beer? Oh, I don't know. I haven't, I don't know. But the food wise, it's like, in Taco Bell. no. <laughs> Extremely true. And yes. then it would have based it of how good the content of the music is. Mm-hmm. I would say elsewhere, but I feel like it's not elsewhere anymore. Appraise. We'd say yeah, appraise. Okay, I'll take both. I was just instantly thinking elsewhere because that's like... Classic just, art. It's, <laughs> it's just also just like classic good time Gold Coast um, yeah. and you don't hear top 20 DJs fucking doing the same shit every time. Um yeah. True. But also, I didn't know the meaning. That was Rabina. That's pretty funny. Have you guys gone to the new El Camino in Surfers? No. No. So we're only... Dog based- shit. Oh, okay. All right. Well. I don't complain and I sent an email for how shit it was. <laughs> wow. Well, um, this is the same in mm-hmm. Rabina. That's like a... That's a new... Yeah. Is that a new thing you've done? I, that's my first one. That was my complaint email virginity that I did. So... Um, what happened? I, what was... Can you give us a crux of what happened just really quickly? For one, we um, – oh, how many? How long? We got 45 minutes. Yeah, cool. I'll just get it in. Um, <laughs> we had a booking and they made us wait 45 minutes saying that we cancelled the booking but um, and they called us cancelling it but they didn't have our number, whatever. The food they got wrong. The food was cold. The drinks were like some of the worst drinks I've ever had but I drank it because it's alcohol and mm. like are just absolutely disgusting. Don't recommend it. But um, – I didn't think you'd get much worse than the Rabina one. It's possible. Um, so kudos to them. But fuck, El Camino. Uh, that's um, it's probably the best. Ivy's probably the best thing they'll ever get associated with, so it's okay. <laughs> well, um, apart from the Mexican hats, that's pretty much the only reason I would ever go there. Not that important on my priorities list. So Especially when you're going out as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, like that's for praise. When you've spent like $4,000 at praise and um, – <laughs> Then it's just like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll just take this hat. It probably would have cost them two bucks. All right, that's my (laughs) – thanks for bringing that up. All this anger and fucking sadness now. Now, as I said before, last time we spoke was just before um, the COVID lockdowns. 
um, for Sydney and you were down here, left just before we all locked down. Um, so that was perfect timing. Were like, I know you were doing other stuff than performing, Dan, but did lockdowns last year, how far did it actually push back the EP? Would it not affect it and it was always going to be um, 2022? We had already, this EP has been done since the start of 2021, mm-hmm. uh, recorded. And then, um, yeah, lockdowns did change a lot of things. Um, mainly like we, you know, there was no like touring circuit again. Um, so releasing something felt weird. Um, and then we kind of just like, we re-signed our label deal and we just um, took a lot more time with it, I guess, maybe because we had more time, if that makes sense. And yeah. we did want to just kind of go into it because we had such a big break. Not that it felt like we had a really big break, but like to the public, we had such a big break between our music and stuff. We wanted to do it right. We didn't want to just go, oh, here's music. Like we want to like release the music and then tour with it and do everything that we love doing like while we're releasing this music because it is such a good ep yeah you're not you're not gonna say it shit are you (laughs) i'm like i am sometimes our songs i'm like no no but like in the past i've been like oh yeah it's really good especially like when i was younger and we like little groms and like would release music i'm like yeah it's really good but like i'm genuinely like these are really good yeah Mm. yeah first definitely i've been saying to a lot of people it's the first body of work where i've like i can go back and listen to those songs and it doesn't feel like we had a moment where we just kind of put it out for the sake of putting it out we took our time and because we did that um yeah we're really proud of it yeah and this is like the first body of work i feel like i've properly put my heart and soul into and like really written from the heart which is really nice as well so i think that's probably why it's a bloody good listen um it is it is very good so i'll um, i'll back you up on that one first song i want to get into is um pretty boys People that obviously don't write music or just kind of listen to music for what it is and don't really get the behind the scenes or that type of stuff. You wrote this with Ali Barda and Oscar Dawson from Holy Holy. Oscar being on the pod, one of the best, nice dudes in the music industry in Australia. How do you actually pick who you're going to write with? Because you guys don't write out like outside of the band often, right? Like, and the core was already there. So how do they kind of add on top of that or like kind of just give recommendations and thoughts and that type of stuff um we well this was so pretty boys was one of the earliest songs maybe the earliest but we wrote pretty boys lockdown 2020 no it was 2019 july 2019 no it was during lockdown during 2020 that's where we had oh 23 yes 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 sorry (laughs) (laughs) all the dates getting mucked up um it was 2020 july um and we our label um kind of just was like do you guys want to write with other people and we just said yeah and oscar and ali were the first yeah the first ones we wrote with um and we used to never write with other people ever never write with other people for other people um but literally since that day yeah that's we've been doing loads and loads of that so what's the like i know oscar he loves working with other people as well um like Holly, Holly's obviously amazing, but he loves producing. He loves doing all that type of stuff. But obviously they're, you know, big people, um, big successful people. 
what are the kind of things that stood out when you were kind of writing with them or producing with them and going, shit, that's not something we thought you could do or something we didn't think about that way? Probably everything that they did because we'd never <laughs> And we were just like, whoa, this is, wow, that's so smart. And mm. then we've implemented a lot of the things. I mean, not even realised that they were teaching us but taught us yeah. <laughs> um, to do. So, like, for example, Lockie and I would go on a different chat with Ali writing, like, melody, lyrics, things like that, while the boys or the other boys would kind of sit and do production with Oscar and things like that. Um, and then come back together and kind of create um, from there. But I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we've taken out of it. Even today we were writing and did the same thing, like Lockie and I went out while Matt was producing. So mm, I think even we learned like writing with a topic from Ali. I think she said, well, like, what are we going to write about? Like, let's get the topic done first and write about it. We used to kind of like ramble a lot and ramble then figure out then what we were go, writing about oh that sounds good um, <laughs> that, <laughs> fits. Yeah, that fits which it does sometimes and that's fine but when you're doing purposeful writing and have a limited amount of time obviously you need to kind of get to a point and so they, they taught us a lot about being I guess a bit more efficient and professional and taught us that you can be songwriters beyond um just I guess your own like little baby project you can and, and taking that professional attitude elsewhere as well. Kind of sounds like they were your lecturers. Yeah. They were without knowing. Don't tell them, though, because they might charge us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that kind of money yet. Um, I think I think they'll just do it out of the goodness of, those heart, uh, goodness of their hearts. They're um, good people like that. Now, I did see you guys a couple of weeks ago um, at Big Sound. That's and... I was standing next to the pop guru, Nick Kelly, the whole time, and we had a good chat about you guys. And obviously your set was great. Um, Millie, I hadn't seen you play in a while and your stage presence is great. But um, one thing that got me was you um, were the only people that brought up Are You OK Day like the whole day. And I saw heaps of people and um, you guys were getting a little emotional, made me and Nick tear up a little bit. When you get like that on stage and you've got to go into different type of songs, songs with different meanings, motivations, how do you kind of compose yourself to not let anything spill into any other tracks? Um, I mean, it's a hard one. Um, I guess this year, especially um, with, I mean, you were in the crowd, um, we talked about yep. like my dad taking his own life. So uh, the reason we bring it up at our shows is, I guess, is, is to connect with audiences and make sure that they know that they're in a safe space um, and that, especially if someone is dealing with mental health, every, a lot, you know, everyone goes through different things, a lot more extreme for others. Um, me and Millie have faced our own mental health battles for a vast majority of our teenage and then um, young adult lives. So I guess connecting with people is really important. And after dad took his own life um, and he loved music, connecting the two and making sure that we're not only telling his story, but allowing other people's voices to be heard if, or, or they can feel seen for a moment. I think that's really important. 
And so now every show is emotional for us, I think. Yeah, I definitely try to, as hard as it is, I mean, I've always kind of gone on stage and definitely taken on a different presence Mm -hmm. um, to myself because I couldn't get up on stage if I went on as myself. Um, But I think I definitely detach my life a little bit from when I'm up on stage. It's like almost like that's my alter ego and it helps me get through the songs Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely like different songs I definitely go back to when I was writing it or when we were like recording and things like that and kind of I think emotion always helps a performance like I think some of the best performances I've or we've played is when we're all like verging on tears like it's like (laughs) it definitely helps with the overall essence and i think the crowd can feel it definitely so oh and yes that um you guys you guys got put on pretty late notice as well um and as soon as i saw you guys were playing i was like yep i'm there um because i hadn't seen you guys in a while so i had to get there to make sure i could see it um obviously you guys conveyed the emotion so well when you get off stage you say it's like kind of you know um it's an alter ego that type of stuff but when you come off stage you're all together is that when it all comes out of just like normal just emotion and just kind of or no leaking out is probably a better word it, man it literally depends on the show it, <laughs> it depends on the show definitely big sound i don't think i saw the like literally we're like get everything off the stage we've got to go the other band's gonna go on i didn't like speak to the boys until i was driving in the car like <laughs> yeah i didn't see them and so definitely after shows where we can kind of just chill out a little bit i mm-hmm. think it it does and we talk about it and go holy shit we almost all fucking did you cry oh my god i cried too yeah. what the hell i think even like our last show that we played which was in september we yeah we had like the late september yeah. we all came off stage and we we don't it depends on the show again but like yeah that show we we came off and we had a hug because sometimes it does hit you and obviously you don't get time to just stop and hug each other or have a quick chat on stage <laughs> so it is nice to debrief sometimes we get off stage and we're like holy fuck that was shit house um, yeah. but it's yeah. also so it's all dependent on the show but whatever it is i guess it is a release of emotions don't yeah. think about it yeah good question anger sadness happiness all of them depends <laughs> it's like if you um if you've got a show on the weekend and you feel like crying during the week you're like no save it for the show save it for after the show we'll, have it. we'll, 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 we'll cry after together it's all good um now obviously um big sound is a great opportunity for um people to get found that type of stuff but you guys you know you've been on triple j you've got you've got a lot of streams on your tracks when you get put on so late what are you trying to get out of it um well we're ourselves like even though um we do have we've had support over the years i mean i guess we're still in the stage where we're still trying to make i guess make it um because you know we're still not paying the bills with music and we're still really wanting to push and push and push we yep. still all got nine to fives yeah um, oh good yeah we love it um so i guess we're, we're a self-managed band so we are still really trying to if not make connections in the right areas that we need in terms of business we're just trying to showcase to people uh, i guess what ivy are about and that we like we know we're good um, it sounds really egotistical when I say it, but we, we know we're good. We've been doing this for so long and we're, we put in the work and we love it. And if we can showcase that to people, we will. When you put in how many hours that we put in to the band, it's hard 
Like, I'd be surprised if we were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a talent if you were bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so either way, very impressive. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I, I wouldn't call it egotistical, it's just you're confident in your ability, like, and you, like, you don't get recognized and that type of stuff for being shit. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, you are good, that's fine. Um, next track I want to touch on is um, Back Home. Again, people that just listen to music. Um, original stuff from demos, a lot of it doesn't get put into the master version of tracks, or if it does, it gets skewed or it gets, um, you know, it's super changed. But you've got some original voices in there. You've got um, guitar from the demo from an iPhone. What made you keep them and go, hey, this is cool? Because that does not happen often. When, I, when we wrote it, I had... Um, like the big breakup with my ex like a month before and it was still really raw and fresh and I think and the vocals just came out really nicely for some reason I don't know why (laughs) just all the hatred yeah it I was on the verge of crying like the whole thing and you can hear it in my vocals and I think we did try to we definitely recorded re-recorded some of the vocals but because they sounded like so crisp and so raw and like you could hear the emotion in my voice, we were like, why would we get rid of that? That's like the whole reason that we wrote the song. Mm. Um, Millie, is it, because I remember you talking about your ex um, on stage as well and everyone was like, fuck him, fuck him, which is hilarious. Um, (laughs) But Obviously, when you write songs that are about breakups, that are about people, you associate people, memories with tracks and that type of stuff, does that prolong your closure? Um, I think so. I think it does because I... Thinking about it when you're singing it, writing it, all that type of shit? When you sing it, but then also I'm like, I am very much over it, but also it's good like as crap as it like sounds I feel like musicians self-sabotage because those are the moments where you write the best music and you really like you need shit things to happen to write a good song sometimes so I'm like I'm so happy that we are not together again anymore thanks mate cheers thanks for the EP (laughs) it's like I'm happy that we're not together because it was just not great in the end but I'm also like so grateful because I came out with some bangers so yeah I mean that is pretty funny but can you dissociate yourself now from the song to the experience yeah definitely definitely I also don't want to slightly because the emotion I don't want the emotion to go so I try to sort of go back a little bit but even when I do I'm not upset Mm. he's happy I'm happy whatever but you know I still want to go back to that mindset that I was in so that I can perform to my best ability fuck him though right fuck him let's uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah you still won you got knee Pete. that's fine um last question it's um 2023 um I've heard some rumors about you guys um I'm not gonna say it on the podcast um but what are your plans for 2023 Oh, you already know them, sir. 
we're 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 moving we're moving overseas we're going i did on. know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're um we're gonna make the move to the uk in well it, like in between january for millie well, and march yeah. march for me and like the other boys are gonna come in those stages how fucked yeah. is that you're going to a completely different country leaving the jobs leaving like how like is it fully excitement are you scared is I'm, it you mentioned it and i'm sweating already it stresses me out but like also i'm so excited and i think it's what we need after covid i think we're all like feel even though we're like releasing music and stuff i feel like we're very stuck and we feel like this is as far as we can go on the gold coast and we could go to sydney or melbourne or something where there's a better bigger music scene but why the fuck not just move across to the other side of the world? Why not? Yeah. And like, we want to make this a global thing as much as we love Australia. We want to, we're going to be huge. Yeah. That's the goal. I love it. Um, I I think you guys will suit that music scene um, super well. Um, you've got all the cores, core stuff to make it over there. And it, like Gold Coast is a great place to grow up, see music, that type of stuff. But when you go to other cities, no one knows Gold Coast bands. Um, like they could, you know, fill out Miami Marquetta or, you know, Burley Bazaar or whatever. But then you like you can barely fill out a 150, 200 room in Sydney. Just because Gold Coast doesn't get, you know, it doesn't get the recognition that it kind of deserves. So um, is it like, have you given yourselves a time frame of like, okay, let's go for 12 months? Or is it like we're moving there? How long it takes? Yeah. I keep saying one to two years, just for my own peace of mind. We, we got we got a, we got a two year visa. Um, one year won't be enough for sure. There's no like it, you know twelve months goes by so fast. This year has already gone so quick. Yeah, I think we're over there to try and make inroads in that market. Our label's based over there. We'll just see. Millie's got a Millie's got a citizenship. I'm a citizen. She's I never fine. have to leave if I don't want to. Love it how you have the fucking one two years, but you can just fucking stay. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. I was like, I have to order a new passport. That's about it. <laughs> and you're the one stressing. The boys got visas. Yeah, I know. Amazing. I'm the one with the passport and heaps of family over there and everything. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to um, die. I'm going to get <laughs> I think I think I think it's going to be a huge year next year. I, I'm really excited for you guys. Um, Gold Coast locals, obviously, been following you for years. I really hope it goes well, and um, I really think it will. Um, Million Lockie, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time, and um, hope the EP just fucking blows out of the water. Thank you Thank so you. much, man. Thank you for having us again. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.